Drink run. Here we go. McCafe coffees, shakes, and drinks. Ain't no thing. You the man. Yeah, that's what they're gonna say. Oh, Kevin, thank you so much. We love you. That's right. You the champ. The drink run champ. Welcome to McDonald's. How can I help you? Own the drink run, Kevin. Own it. Now get a small smoothie, shake, or frappe for $2 on McDonald's one two three dollars menu. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Blog Talk Radio. Oh, mama, I'm in fear for my life from the long arm of the law. Got miles to go before we sleep. Lawman is putting in to my running and I'm so far from my We will not go gently. Uh, we're going to unleash hell here in December. Oh, mama, I can hear you crying. You're so scared and all alone. Hey, somebody fix this guy's buckle. Hey, 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 coming down from the gallows and I don't have very long. Tony, but it's feeling pretty darn good, I'd say, my friend. How are you? 
there's a time and a place for black and white. Like when you're learning to play piano, or when you want a big two-toned cookie, or when shopping for a pet zebra. But if you want to attract customers, there's no room for black and white. So go to Staples. Staples specializes in bold, hard-to-miss color printing. And now at Staples, get 20% back in rewards on color printing. From banners to brochures and copies to presentations. Print more color, save more money at Staples. In-store only. Ends 11 10, 18. Restrictions apply. See store associate or staples.com slash 20 back for details. It's so hot outside. Time to go bowling. Stay cool at Bolero. With air-conditioned lanes, ice-cold beer, and a striking selection of signature cocktails. Roll in, chill out, and have fun. Visit Bolero.com for hours and weekly specials. Hey, Brian. I'm pretty good, too. Uh, it was a really exciting finish, but, but uh, you know, it, I think it was the first time this year they really overcame some some ugly play in the, in the, at the beginning of the game to, to win. Uh, kind of, the beginning of the game kind of reminded me of Chicago when they left points on the board or they had a chance to kick three points at the end of the half and they, and they turned it over and then the, uh, the Lions went right down the field and kicked the field goal. It should, it should have been 13-9. And now you're losing 12-10. Uh, yeah, 12-10. So, yeah, the, the fact that they were able to come, come back like that in, in the second half and, and – and, uh, and overcome the offensive struggles again because I don't know how many points they left on the on the on the field in in the first half. But hats off to that defense. Over six in the in the red zone for Detroit. I mean, what more can you say? Great win. Yeah, six and two. And you know that's a, that's a good offense too. And I appreciate your knee jerk reactions from that game, uh, Tony. That's a good offense. Um, when you're looking at Matt Stafford, he's the highest paid quarterback in the game, the highest paid player in the game for a reason because guy's good. He's been around a while now. He was the number one overall pick in 2009. He's a good player, and uh, he just uh, he just doesn't have the weapons. If that guy had the weapons, he would be absolutely dangerous. If he had weapons like Ben Roethlisberger has, um, look out because I'd love to see what a guy like that could possibly do. I think he's that darn good. Um, the running game for Detroit is abysmal, and. Uh, they were abysmal tonight once again. Pittsburgh completely shut them down. And uh, like you said, you know, they gave up a lot of yards. They gave up 483-some yards of offense. But when it came down to it, they just could not get in the end zone. You could have a good kicker all you want. But uh, if your defense isn't shutting the other team down, you're not going to win a ball game like that with just five field goals. And uh, when it counted, Vince Williams, what a monster. And I'm going to throw my defensive game ball to Vince Williams right away just for the fact that that guy was all over the place. He's making stops, made two crucial stops on two fourth down goal line plays. Um, he was just the guy tonight on defense. But a decent, you know, a bend-don't-break performance from the defense. And, you know, it doesn't have to be pretty, Tony. You just have to get it done, and they got it done. Mike Tomlin talks all the time about style points. You know, you don't have to worry about style points tonight. You just have to worry about that W and a 6-2 and two mark at the break, halfway point of the season. You know, you double that, you get that kind of off, offense. Excuse me, you get that kind of effort in the second half, which the schedule's not too bad. Then you're a 12 and 4 team, and you're looking good for uh, for a first round buy in the playoffs, Tony. Oh, absolutely, and and they have uh, 
five games at at home down the stretch, and it, it, to me, it's 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 the buy couldn't have, have come in the, you know at, at a better time after a great win like tonight. And 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 like you said it, Vince Williams. I mean, he's one of my favorite Steeler players. He has been since 2013 when he when he filled in as a rookie six round pick, and just a, just a great great player and improving a lot of people wrong who doubted him at the beginning of the year. So I, I love, I love that uh, game ball that you, you gave up. I, I so agree let's completely. Give a, let's give out an offensive game ball. And I'm going to let you go ahead and do that. Uh, I think I know where you're going to go with this, but I'm going to let you say oh, this it. Is, go ahead. Yeah. This is low hanging fruit. Yeah. Juju. Definitely. I <laughs> uh, All the talk about how, you know, how the offense going to be able to function without a deep threat. And, I think he had the. I think that was the longest Steeler play in history, right? Ninety-seven yards. That was just a yep. great call, uh, great play by him. And uh, like I said, seven catches, one hundred ninety-three yards. And, and the fact that they they trusted him at the end of the game with the little shovel pass on third and one to close the game out. I mean, it was just. It was just. You couldn't have asked more for a, 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 a better storybook performance by somebody. <laughs> A young kid who had his bike stolen. He's been in the news all week. He's just now he's even more endeared, endeared himself to the Steeler Nation. I gotta apologize for that. I have some happy puppies in the background that uh, have not understood, don't understand the uh, whole podcast thing as of yet. So uh, we're <laughs> gonna have a talk with them after the game, um, after the show. But we'll go ahead and do that. Um, so yeah, I agree with you on Juju. Now on on October twenty third. 2011, Ben Roethlisberger in Phoenix hit Mike Wallace for a 95-yard pass play, and that was the uh, previous longest uh, touchdown pass in Steeler history. And uh, yeah, before that, I mean, they went for years and years and years between. Um, I know uh, back in 1980, when uh, Mark Malone was a rookie, he caught a uh, 90-yard pass from. Um, from Ben Roethlisberger, there were a couple in between. I believe Bobby Shaw had a 92, if I'm not mistaken, back in 2001 against the Ravens. But I do need to look that up. But uh, 97 is the new record. That's going to be pretty hard to beat. Um, you know, yeah. it's not impossible to beat, but I think that's going to stand for a long time. And they weren't talking about that on the broadcast because what they wanted to talk about was him breaking the record as being the youngest player under 21 to have four touchdowns. So the most touchdowns um, at this juncture being this young. So, I mean, Juju has a bright future. He might get his driver's license this week. Big Al Villanueva was going to go take him to the DMV. So, I mean, I would love to see all the people at the DMV just hanging out, waiting to see Juju (laughs) and Big Al roll in. That would be a whole lot of fun. So, yeah, I agree with those game balls. Um, you know, we're going to go ahead and give them the varsity letters because, you know, a fantastic game. But we want to hear from you. And we, the phones are starting to light up, so we're going to go to the phones. Um, this looks like a long-time caller, so we're going to go to 832-256. And uh, tell us who you are, and happy Steeler Day. What's happening, man? This is Melvin. We're calling you guys last night in Orlando. Um, oh Melvin, you're God. usually the last caller. Now you're the first one. Awesome. <laughs> hey, Melvin. I know, man. I, uh, hey, hey, how's it going? Uh, I can't believe I beat Vito. Vito may be asleep because it's 10 minutes to midnight. But, uh, man, this, um, this Steelers team, man, 
I'm, I'm already on blood pressure medicine. I'm taking my uh, my dosage. Um, I have defense. Well, we found out how good our past defense is or isn't because we finally faced an elite quarterback and they shredded us. But we were able to keep them out of the red zone, which now Lions fans get to feel like what Steelers fans feel like. But as you stated earlier, Stafford doesn't have the offensive weapons uh, that Ben has. Um, offensively, I, I don't understand why Ben, I, I guess he, I, I, don't, I don't want to believe he's getting older or he's slowing down. But that pass he threw to Juju Smith-Schuster was perfection, personified, personified. But yet he's still missing open people. You know he's still not he's still not looking like you know that that play that uh, Antonio Brown made. He just threw that up. He threw it, ducked and covered, and, and Antonio Brown went up and made a made a play. Now I'm not gonna be humble. Hey, we had this conversation. We won the first quarter of the season, we're, we're halfway through the second quarter of the, uh, we're, um, we're halfway, when we won the second quarter of the season, I'm sorry, we're 6-2, and two. you know, this bye week could not have come at a, at a better time, uh, I think uh, offensively we just got, we got to do better, we, we have to do better, because even uh, Le'Veon wasn't able to really break out, because when, uh, when Le'Veon fumbled, which he hardly ever does. When he did that in the second half, but right before the halftime, the thought really crossed my mind: this offense is cursed. And following that, you know, that you know, following that, you know, before that, you know, Boswell, you know, he almost missed that field goal. He gains the upright, but somehow it goes through. And I was really starting to think. I read my Twitter uh, Twitter feed, and they're talking about this offense curse. And I really started thinking this offense is cursed. And my last thing is, you know, I know Thomas said, "Don't live in your fears." And I'm a big Thomas Homer. But what in the H E double L are you doing? Throwing passes under two minutes. All we, we needed one freaking first down, and we got bailed out by a correct call on that pass interference. Why are we not? I know, just run the ball three times. Kick it, if, if we have to kick it back, kick it back. Because at that point, cause we, at, at that point, you should have enough faith in your defense that they're not going that, you know, Detroit wasn't going to get in the end zone. But uh, I'm not going to hold up all the time, man, but uh, – we're six. We're six and two. I'm a happy camper. I got a whole week to recuperate. Hopefully, hopefully, and I pray to God that we don't take the Colts lightly, and this ends up being a quote-unquote trap game like we always do. We've already, you know, the only trap game I think was the Bears because you know Jacksonville they got a staunch defense. You know, I, you know Jacksonville's defense is they they are tough. But when we go to play the Colts, we can't we can't come out with a lackluster effort, you know. Again, on offense, because do you really think we're ready for the Patriots after what we saw tonight? Do you really think that we're ready to play the Chiefs again based on what we saw tonight? Or for that matter, could we beat the Bills right now with the way that their defense is playing? Also, so. I 
I'm going to have to camp with sickness, and what do you guys think? Well, you know what? This is uh, We talk about uh, Mike Tomlin and style points all the time. You know, they know how to win when they have to win, and it seems like they are in their stride right now. And I'm actually going to um, – I'm going to hearken back to a few weeks ago when, uh, four weeks ago now, when the uh, the Steelers beat the uh, Ravens. And I'm, because I was a little pessimistic, I'm like, you know, I'm still worried. I mean, it's a big win, but I'm still worried. I mean, the offense doesn't look great. And I remember one man that called in and said, fellas, can we just enjoy this game? And his name was Melvin from Dallas. So I'm going to, I'm just going to throw it back on you. You know what? I'm looking at this team as almost a team of destiny, Melvin. I'm looking at it as a team that, uh, and when I watch the Patriots sometimes, you know, we compare this team to the Patriots all the time on what, what we're not doing, you know, what we need to be doing. But the Patriots will win ugly games. I mean, not in the same manner, but they will win ugly games through these Houdini acts. Like, how do they escape? This is a team that four weeks ago, Melvin, I don't think they escape this game. I don't think they leave Detroit winning, and all we're doing is talking about Road Ben. Road Ben, to me, stayed home, and I'll tell you why I'm not going to call him Road Ben tonight, is because, I mean, Collinsworth pointed it out, Al Michaels pointed it out, on that plate of Juju, he was coaching Juju the whole way up to the line, and he made a perfect throw, and you could tell, he wasn't looking at anybody else. There was nobody else on the field. There weren't 22 guys on the field. There were two guys on the field at that point. It was Ben Roethlisberger and Juju Smith-Schuster. And, you know, at that point, he just, I mean, he just had it. And that's the guy we want. We're not going to have the, the Ben Roethlisberger that escapes, the, the Houdini that escapes uh, plays and extends plays like he did just a few years ago. I, I think he's gone. But... Uh, where he's morphing in, and it's a slow morph, but he's still a two-time champion and one of the smartest guys on the field. And uh, I'll take him. And I think they could. I think this guy. Um, I think when they play a team like the Chiefs, when they play a team like the Patriots, they go to that second level. And one of our complaints is that they don't go to that second level against the. Bears team that they think is down against a Browns team, against a Colts team that we do have to worry about. But we do have the guy that knows how to elevate himself when it's on the line, and he did that tonight. And uh, I, I was really proud of the performance. Tony? Oh, I agree. Uh, I think I don't really have much of a problem with how uh, Ben played tonight. I mean, if you look at the, the very first drive of the game, he hit Eli Rogers perfectly in the end zone, and he dropped the ball. Um, end of the first, or sorry, uh, early in the second half with the uh, the wide open uh, pass to uh, uh, Darius Haber Bay. That might have been a 50-50 uh, ball with, uh, as far as like, you want to blame Ben a little bit for that one. But, it, you know, it still could have been caught. And then on that very same drive, the little, I want to say ticky-tacky offensive uh, passing interference on, on A.B., but, you know, I, I could see them not calling that, and that would have been a touchdown right there. So, I mean, there are a lot of, uh, things that occurred during that game that had they gone in Pittsburgh's direction, then Ben's numbers would have looked a lot better. And it just so happened that he just didn't really catch a break in any of those uh, those three uh, 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 plays right there. So, no, I have no problem. And as far as 
as far as the, 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 the style of the game, the, the performance overall of the team, I mean, teams win games like this all the time in the NFL. You know, it's, you know, Detroit's going for uh, with Aaron Rodgers out. You know, they have their sights set on, on the on the uh, NFC North division, and you know, they were looking to pull the, to win this game. And I, I think they would have been what five and three or I don't know what their, what their record is, but uh, they were uh, three and three going in, so they're now three. And okay, four. three and three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they would have been four and three. So it was a big game for them, and it's never easy to win on the road. So yeah, I have no problem with with how they won, especially when when you hold them to o o for six in the red zone and that great uh, two great fourth down or fourth uh, and goal stands at the end of the game. It, it was to me, it was just a great performance overall. The red zone does have to get better, Melvin. Though I agree with that, the red zone and those decisions at the end have to get better. Yeah, I, I agree. It's just funny. Uh, talking about Ben, this is our eighth game, and this is the first time Ben's been over 300 yards all year. That's just something, you know, it's just something to think about uh, going forward. I'm not going to hold up the time. I'm on the road. I get to go back home tomorrow to see my baby. So I'm a happy camper behind that. We're 62. I'm going to have my Steelers hat on, and everybody's going to talk about how we squeaked out that game. And I'm going to be like, if you have, if your team has, Less than uh, more than two losses. Uh, if you have less than two losses, can you raise your hand? If you can't raise your hand, keep it moving. Appreciate it. Guys. <laughs> I'm looking forward. To, I'm looking forward to hear Bob and Bryce called in. Bryce always has a good perspective as well as Vito. But I'm gonna talk to you guys in two weeks. All right, sounds great. Hey, you know we appreciate you. You get home, enjoy the family. Have a safe trip back to Dallas, and we can't wait to hear hear from you after the big indie game. The big question for you, though, will you be smiling? Oh yeah, I'm gonna be smiling after Indianapolis. I really think we should run straight through them. You know, we tear up we tear up uh, quarterbacks. That I know Brissett's not a rookie, but he kind of is when, as far as when it comes to the steel. I think I think we rip them to shreds. I really do. I, no doubt in my mind. He, uh, Jacoby Brissett is no Stafford. And, you know, we took our best punch from Stafford. So, there you go. Well, all right. We'll be checking that smile meter. Have a great week there, Melvin. (laughs) Take care, Melvin. Take care. That's our guy, Melvin, from Dallas, uh, calling from Orlando tonight. And uh, we will be talking to him. He always has some great perspective. Uh, You know, all our callers do, and we do want to hear from you. I know it's a, a later show than usual. A lot of people are probably uh, in bed, going to bed. I mean, I have a feeling that uh, that Vito's in REM sleep right now. We haven't heard from him. Um, but uh, let's go to the phones. Let's see who we have. Uh, a number I don't readily recognize is an 859 number. So 859, you are on the line. Who's this? Hey, guys. This is Tony from Louisville. Tony? Yeah. Did you it's say Tony? One. Yeah. Okay. Tony. Hey, Tony. Okay. Hey, Tony. How are, are you, my friend? Louisville in the active. house. <laughs> How are you all doing tonight? We are doing good, my friend. Uh, you know, you can't complain about a, a victory on the road. And uh, the bigger thing is that five road games are down. There's only three yeah. road games left in the season. So I'm feeling good about that, my friend. What's on your mind? And if we're – if we're scoring things by quarter by quarter, we're three and one and three and one. We got to be happy about that. Yeah, exactly. We talked at the beginning of the show. I mean, if you're halfway through, you're looking at it. This is this is possibly a twelve and four season, with uh, with a 
fairly favorable schedule. Um, you have uh, two teams coming up with franchise quarterbacks that you're probably not going to see in an Andrew Luck, in an Aaron Rodgers. Um, that's not guaranteed. You never know what's going to happen, but it seems like it right now. And, you know, I think uh, one of the questions that was brought up by Melvin before was the fact that, you know, could they, can they compete with a team like uh, New England? And I think at this point that uh, this team has a little bit of destiny on their side, and they, and they just feel like uh, they can get through these rough spots now that, that we didn't think they could four weeks ago. What do you think? I agree. I agree. There's two things going on our side. First, we finally have a slot cornerback in Mike Hilton that can actually oh, yes, we do. hang on to somebody like Rob Gronkowski uh, if we were to get to that point again. And secondly, we uh, you know we have a game manager, Ben Roethlisberger, which is all we need. In, in any successful season we've ever had, which would be like 2004 and 2008, it wasn't a Ben Roethlisberger like 2014 where he had a throw for 350 and four touchdowns. It's just a Ben Roethlisberger that needs to just keep us in the game, hand it off when he needs to hand it off, and hit the pass when he needs to hit the pass. I cannot agree with that more, Tony. Now, Tony DeFeo, what do you think? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, this is and, – and, and I never thought I'd say this before the year started, but, I mean, now you have a defense that is – apparently heading towards uh, the upper echelon of the NFL. So you, you have a, a, an all pro running back. You, you have a, a big play receiver. You don't have to, you don't have to throw 55 times a game. You, you just, you know, throw 25, 30 times a game, run, run your running back 35 times a game. And, and, you know, position down below three touchdowns. Remember the old, uh, Edict under LeBeau, you know, when that legendary defense, you know, give us 17 points and that's all we need. So maybe that's where we're heading again with this team. You know, at the end of his career, Ben's turning into a, a, a game manager again, a la, excuse me, a la John Elway at the end of his career when he had Terrell Davis. So, yeah, I, I like what Tony said about that. So, Tony from Louisville, giving up uh, almost 500 yards on defense, does that concern you when uh, they're not letting them in the end zone? Or do you think that's a uh, that's dangerous going forward? It, it doesn't concern me at all. I mean, we went up against probably one of the two best quarterbacks that we'll go up against for the next, you know, for, for the whole entire year. We're not going to go up against Aaron Rodgers because he, he's out. So we're going to go up against Matt Stafford and Tom Brady, and we got through Matt Stafford. Now the next step is get through Tom Brady. And now that we have somebody that can stop Gronkowski, we have some corners that can stop, you know, the the, the throws on the outside to, to Hogan. We, you know, we have a shot. And uh, I do want to say this, that there's two words that everybody should keep in their minds going forward, and it is Kevin Colbert, because oh, yeah. who, drafts, who drafts maybe a potential defensive rookie of the year in T.J. Watt and then also Jeff's maybe a potential offensive rookie of the year in Juju Smith. That is Smith a great point. And you we know what? Be, I, we should, we should should some, I was talking to a buddy watching the game tonight, and we were talking about that. And I threw in another thing. You know, he, he also drafted another potential offensive rookie of the year if he was on any other team that needed a running back. And that is James Conner. Because we were talking about how good Kareem Hunt is. 
And uh, I think James Conner right now, if he was playing a full game, would be a 100-yard rusher nine times out of ten. That's how good he is. He's not getting the opportunities, but when he comes in, he's, uh, he's reeling off a lot of eight-yarders. We've seen ten-yarders from him. Um, he's got a tremendous, I believe he's over six yards per carry. I mean, there's no way he would ever win Offensive Rookie of the Year this year, but if he was on Kansas City, he very well could be. I would agree with that, but one thing to keep in mind is that that's in part due to the offensive line that he's constructed from nothing. I mean, we went from a team that had Max Starks as our as our number one offensive line, but through Kevin Colbert, we've gone Pouncey, DeCastro, we found Villanueva out of out of you know nowhere. <laughs> we 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 constructed a top number you know a top three offensive line out of nothing whenever we thought that, that was going to be our weakness forever. And now we've done it with our defensive secondary because this guy, he, he knows how to get it done. And not just that, you got to talk about Marcus Gilbert, the number two pick behind Cam <laughs> Hayworth. And when that 2011 Definitely. draft came, after that draft, you're like, okay, you got Hayward and Gilbert one and two. It wasn't sexy. Everyone was like, yeah, okay, I, I guess. Uh, they were just in the Super Bowl last <laughs> yeah. year. They're picking late. I, I guess we'll go with it. And uh, those guys, both of those guys, it took over two to almost three years for them to both develop to the point where Which you're like, crazy. all right, we've got something. So Which is crazy patient. because we got, Woodley and, we got Woodley and Timmons, which is a one and two, We've got Artie Burns and Sean Davis, which is which is a one and two. We got Juju and we got T.J. Watt, which is a one and two. This guy does not get enough credit for what he has constructed in the city. No, he doesn't. And that Cam and Gilbert was a one and two. And, yeah, uh, it's crazy. I'll give you another one too. Now, uh, I mean, I could be poo-pooed on this one, but for a time it wasn't that bad. Pouncey and Worlds. I mean, Worlds. Now Worlds yeah, went yeah. on his own. But Worlds could possibly still be on that team if he didn't decide to uh, pursue other things. He just retired from football. But uh, yeah. somebody was going to give him some good money to stick around. Um, so the guy, I mean, if you look at his drafts from, let's just say just the Tomlin drafts, um, 2008, I and mean, this is the top of my head, but 2008 was ugly. I mean, I'll tell you that right out. It was Mendenhall, which, you know, Mendenhall, if he doesn't get hurt, he's okay. Swede was a complete bust. 2009, you did not have a second-round pick because you traded away. You got a a bunch of third-round picks that year. Your first-round pick was Ziggy Hood. Eh, Okay, I mean, not that great there. Um, But then you go to 2010, which we just talked about. Uh, We talked about 2011. 2012 was DeCastro going first, and uh, Mike Adams, who should have been good, which anybody else was taking that guy that year, it just, it just didn't pain. 2013, Jarvis Jones, which everybody was taking that year. 2013, the, if you, the first 12 picks of 2013, or the first 18 picks, I believe there's only two pro bowlers out of that. That was just a rough draft all around. But you turn around in the second round, and you get a guy like Le'Veon Bell, 
who is just like <laughs> in redrafts that I've seen of that year, that's all you see at number one. Then you go and look at the sixth round that year, Vince Williams, who is pretty much – it's now Lawrence Timmons who, which I thought that was – I mean, even at the beginning of the season, I thought that was a death knell, losing Lawrence Timmons. And now it's uh, – he's entrenched. I mean, two fourth down plays for Vince Williams. He's our game ball winner tonight. I mean, so you look at uh, you look at every other draft. I mean, the guy knows how to pick up top. And I have friends that will say, you know, he just doesn't draft well because, I mean, you know, he'll get a couple up top, but that's it. I'm like, no, the guy has probably one of the most successful draft records that I've ever seen. So, yeah, I mean, I'm a big six. Colbert fan. <laughs> What's that? I agree. Antonio Brown in the sixth. That says it all. Yeah. Antonio Brown's a sixth, and they had already spent a third rounder. We talked about Pouncey going in that draft in World's Next. The third rounder that year was Emmanuel Sanders. And yeah. it's a pro ball. crazy. So, I mean, people, people, just, people that the guy knows how to Colbert, pick. People that want to disagree with Colbert are people that are never going to be happy. And there are a bunch of those on behind yeah. the steel curtain. But those are people that okay. never want to be happy. And while I'm here, I want to say, Anthony DeFeo, you crazy for that protesting thing because that was awesome. You got, what, like a thousand oh, comments on that. It was hilarious. <laughs> thank you. I'm glad and, somebody uh, liked it. I, I, I loved it. I loved it. Um, I and, appreciate you know, that. I, I, I really enjoy this show, and uh, I just wanted to call in and give my intake. And I hate that I had to follow Melvin because he's probably the best that's ever done it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We we have got a lot of those, but uh, remember <laughs> that uh, that you come on this show, you're just as golden as the others, and we need to hear from you again, Tony from Louisville. So make sure you call back. All right, I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, my Take friend. Care, man. Have have a good night. Y'all hey, a new fun. caller. It's good to have new blood here and behind the steel yeah, curtain. Stuff. So just glad to hear it. Uh, you're a good caller, and uh, nice shout out to Melvin too. And uh, um, we're going to keep on going. We're celebrating this victory, Tony. Let's go to 347. I think I know who this fella is. Uh, a ho- another Hall of Fame caller here on the line. What's up, my man? Hello? Hello. Hey, what's 347. Hello? 347, hey, you're on the final score. What's up? This is Ken from New Jersey. Hey, there, there you are, Ken. I mean, hey, Ken. I, I knew it was one of our regulars. What's up, buddy? Yep. What's up? What's up? What's up? Um, so you know, this game was very, uh, I don't know, was satisfying for me. It was uh, what's a good word? It was triumphant. This is a very well, you know what? game. You know, I, I I really feel like Ben missed some guys on some, some early throws and then on some later throws, it, it was like, dude, like, why aren't you catching me? So that balanced out. And I just felt like, you know, it's a typical away game. It was uneasy. It was unexpected. Um, I'm. I was kind of shocked of how good the defense was in this game, though. 
So uh, overall, the defense plays very well. The offense did what it, what it needed to do, and I'm glad we got the win. You know what? I mean, that's uh, if we would have had that kind of performance um, with the uh, defense playing very well and the offense doing what it needs to do against New England, they're in the Super Bowl next next year. Because um, that, excuse me, last year, that's that's just something that uh, this team has that they have not had in recent history. They're a little more complete than they have been, and um, and that's without a perfect offense. Um, Ben's not the same guy, and he's not going to be the same guy again. But as Tony brought it up earlier, he could be the John Elway of the later years that finally won Super Bowls. And Ben's won Super Bowls, and he's hungry to get back. It's been almost 10 years. I mean, 2008, so it's been nine seasons since he wants to get back there, but he knows how to get back there, and he knows how to do it when it's on the line. So where I thought this was a big victory, this is why I'm so excited, is the fact that this is a game that earlier in the season they are losing. They let teams hang around, and when you let a struggling team or a team that has underachieved or a hungry team hang around, what's going to happen is they get their confidence, and it starts building and building. And they're like, hey, we're hanging with the Steelers. Hey, we could beat the Steelers. And that's what happens, and that's what I was afraid was happening with Detroit. But – when it was all said and done, when they when it was time to buckle down on fourth down, there was Vince Williams, there was uh, Tyson Alualu, there was Hargrave, those guys, um, Shazier, with uh, what would have been a beautiful pick six. I would have loved to have seen it, um, but it didn't matter. I mean, that's style points. We don't need those style points. What we had tonight was the fact that when – it became bend, it would not become break, and they are not going to let it become break. I thought Keith Butler called a fantastic game tonight. I thought that defense came up in so many ways. Joe Hayden, not just on, I mean, just not uh, on, on defensive pass, passing. I mean, against the run, he's coming up, making big stops. Artie Burns was, uh, I mean, those, those guys were bending but they weren't breaking. And when you have a quarterback like Matt Stafford and you don't allow him to get into the end zone, uh, you, don't, you just allow uh, 15 points off the leg of Matt Prater, that's pretty special. So I'm, that's why I'm feeling good. Tony, what do you think? Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and, and let's, let's not forget, <clears throat> there are a couple instances in that game where the, the defense had to go right back out on the field because of three and outs and, and, and turnovers and, and, and even the play that you do, the 97-yard play, I mean, that was, a, that was, what, three plays? And they're back out on the field again after a, after a, 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 a big fourth down stop. And so, I mean, that, 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 that too accounts for a lot of the 483 yards. I mean, you're, if, you're, if you're on the field a lot, you're going you're gonna to get worn down. And, and to their credit, they might have bent, but they didn't break, which, which, I mean, at the end of the day, that's, that's all you can ask for is keeping them out of the end zone. And I thought T.J. Watt, he didn't have his best day rushing the passer, but he, he got his hands on a few on a few uh, passes. I, he, he was playing a lot of zone uh, tonight in the middle, not just on, on the edge, but in the middle, and, and he came up with a, a few a tips. So 
overall, you know, like I said, I, I have no problem with, with how tonight's game was because, you know, Ma- Matthew Stafford, he, he gets paid too. And, you know, Detroit's not an easy place to play. And and this is a team that went to Minnesota, I believe, and, and won. You know, so and Pittsburgh beat them by 17 points. So this is not uh, – this could have very easily been a loss had one or two things went the opposite way, and it wasn't. So I, I, I get, I, I, I'm, I'm very happy with, with, with how tonight went. And it, it's more of a complete team now than, than it's felt to me since maybe 2010. You know, Ken, I understand I your concern, but do you see the evolution where we see that they're evolving and Ben is pulling from that experience, especially that juju play, Ken? Um, what did you see on that play? Because it looked like uh, he, uh, Ben started it, and Juju just completely finished it. It was just a 50-50 but, you know, play on I, both I, ends. I agree. I, I feel like it was a defensive um, battle throughout the, the whole game, and especially the first half. And then, you know, he missed, he missed on the previous play. But, you know, the, the typical gunslinger, you know, he got in, he dialed in, and he hit one play with the perfect trajectory and the perfect arch on the ball and, and, and everything to Juju. And Juju went 97 and, yards. That's Martavis status. Martavis went 95 against the Cardinals in 2015. That was the previous. Other than oh, that, that's it right. was the yes. Mike Wallace. That was it was a, there was a Mike Wallace in 2011, like week three or four. Yeah, it was October Mark, 23rd. Wallace, so it was week seven. Yeah, but like Juju, Juju Smith Schuster, four or five. Juju Smith Schuster went uh, 95 yards. I was like, you got to be kidding me! I was not expecting him to to go all the way. It yeah, it's so am- it's amazing what they. Uh, it meant so much more than just the touchdown. It meant like, okay, efficiency, like a step toward efficiency, you know, and and just more pro- offensive production. So, I was happy to see that. Yeah, that's that's a play that they weren't completing earlier. Um, when you're down, and, and Ken, I appreciate you. Thanks. And uh, we expect to hear you after uh, after the bye and uh, after the indie game. All right, buddy. All right, guys. You having a night? All right, Thank thanks. You, All right. Once again, that was uh, Ken from Jersey, another one of our uh, our great callers that we always appreciate calling in. Um, but that's the thing: you're not when they're down on the three yard line on third down. I mean, you're. You're already thinking in your head, oh, man, Jordan Berry's coming up. You've got this Agnew kid, that uh, Jamal Agnew, who has returned too. And on that 11-yard, the first punt return he had, that 11-yard, he looked just so dangerous. He looked so fast. And I could just see him bringing it down. And um, th- then Ben throws that pass. And mm-hmm. like I said, he set it up. Juju finished it. Juju made it happen on the back end, and it was just something. It was just something special. So, you know, at that point, uh, at that point, you know something is different. 
So, Tony, we're going to go to frankwalkerlaw.com, and we're going to go come back, and uh, we have some more callers on the line waiting to talk and waiting to celebrate this big victory. So we'll be back right after this. Smart or stupid? Those strobing lights in your rear view, that flashlight shining in your face? License, registration, and insurance, please. The little adventure you're about to have with this guy? Uh, I'll need you to step out of the vehicle, please. Okay, so you've done something stupid. Fix it with a smart move. For DUI or criminal defense, call Frank Walker of FrankWalkerLaw.com. He knows his way around a courtroom. 412-532-6805. 412-532-6805 or FrankWalkerLaw.com. Frank Walker Law, real talk, real experience, real results. It is behind the still curtains, final score for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and brought to you once again by Frank Walker Law and behind the still curtain. Uh, Brian Anthony Davis here with Tony DeFeo. We are uh, late-nighting it, and we're celebrating a a victory with uh, the big 20-15 win on the road against the Detroit Lions. We're going to go back to the phones now, 540-588. You are on the line. It's Steeler Final Score. How are you feeling tonight, my friend? Caller, 540, you're there. Oh, uh, can you guys hear me? Yeah. Who's this? All right. Hey, uh, I almost did it again. Uh, uh, this is Bruce from Virginia. Uh, I, I wanted hey, to, if I got through tonight, um, I wanted to apologize to you guys. Actually, uh, I, I called you. And you guys uh, uh, had me on last week, and I think I was the very last caller. My wife had told me that you guys were talking, and uh, nature called, and I, I, I walked away from my – I had called back on my cell phone and uh, uh, left you guys hanging. So I I, I wanted to apologize to you guys. That's no problem. you gotta take you got to take care of business, man. <laughs> um, I'm glad to be back to on the campus, guys. Um, I, I did want to uh, – I'm a little uh, uh, back and forth with tonight's performance. Um, and the, the defense, uh, I, you know, between, uh, between the 20s, uh, I, they're really – I was a little confused as to why Todd Haley would have picked um, such a zone-heavy coverage scheme between the 20s Knowing that, I mean, I, I'm just a fan that watches from the outside. Obviously, I don't know much about, like, you know, the in-place scheme of things. But it, it just seems like the Lions do a lot of what uh, 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 New England likes to do uh, with their receiver. You know, quick, you know, out routes, get get those quick receivers in, in between the zones. And you really didn't see uh, you really didn't see the defense start tightening up, which they did a great job in the red zone of. But I, I just thought that that was a little odd to see so much zone being played by Todd Haley with such a similar off, offense that they did see in the AFC Championship and or what they're going to see in the future coming up in the season. Tony, what do you think? Well, I mean. Mike Mitchell got hurt at, at, at one point, and that, that might have had something to do with, with that. But they do play more zone than, than any team in the NFL, so it, it's probably going it, it, to – it's they're, they're not going to switch to, to uh, you know, all, all man-to-man. It's just probably never going to happen. So it's just something you have to, you know, have to have to live with. And, and you know, but like, but like we said, they, they, they made the plays when they had to make the plays, and that's really all you can do. And and like uh, I think it was Melvin to point out that the, 
the best quarterback that they have to play down the stretch is going to be Tom Brady. And whether you're playing man or, or zone or whatever, he's always going to be tough to play against. So it's just a matter – you just have to hope that these great young defenders can find a way to make plays like they did tonight. That's what it's going to take to, to beat a New England or to, to beat a Matthew Stafford and, 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 and one down, one to go as far as the, the great quarterbacks that they're going to face down the stretch. So what do you think, Bruce? Well, I I agree, and I I won't be the pessimistic uh, uh, Steelers fan of the evening. I I I think overall, I agree with what you guys were saying with uh, uh, how balanced the team was. You know, when one uh, when one side didn't uh, uh, didn't make a play, uh, uh, the other side picked up and made a play. So I. I think overall, as a team, they did a really, really good job. Uh, I mean, it, it, I just it, – it's its hard not to walk away from it saying what if on a lot of plays. I, that, that uh, you know, the – I think the uh, the uh, uh, the best way to describe the feeling would be the at the very end when Shazier dropped the interception, and that, that, that would have been sick. Uh, I mean, it, it was a great play, but – it, it's uh there, there was just so much left on the field. I, I'm, it stinks. It, it stinks that this week is a buy kind of because you're thinking, man, that they they could have done so much more and been so much better on the field. I'm I'm, I'm just excited just to see their next game to see if they improve. You know what? Um, I appreciate everything, Bruce, and uh, we are going to uh, invite you back next time. Uh, uh, don't worry about anything. You can always put us on mute if you need to. <laughs> but, uh, Thanks. You, you take care of all your business, but we appreciate you calling in. All right, buddy? Thanks, guys. So that's uh, Bruce from Virginia. Really appreciate his call. And, you know, here's, here's the thing that I'm thinking about this team right now. In the Chicago game, now, that game was messed up from the beginning with – all of the anthem angst with um, everything that was going on. Um, that was just a crazy week, and that was a uh, a place that uh, I was wondering if they were going in thinking that we've only won here once in 1995. I mean, maybe they just have our number here. I don't know what was happening in that game, but their mind was not on football in that game. And at the end of the game, you just saw it slipping away. It went into overtime, you saw, but you just had that feeling that the defense was folding and the defense folded. Now, same thing sort of happened tonight down the stretch in the fourth quarter. The defense was starting to wither, and I was getting worried that, okay, they're breaking. They're, I mean, they, they held on so long. They did so well holding the field goals. They just can't do it anymore against a good team. And um, so this is, seems like a different team from quarter one to quarter two. Um, they were three and one in both quarters, but this is – we keep on talking, Tony, about how they're more balanced and how they're better. But here's something that, that uh, my partner here, Tony, says all the time. And I, I want to bring this up. He even said it tonight, and it's sort of his phrase, the other team gets paid too. And there were plenty of number one draft picks on that team. And uh, that's a team he talked about being hungry to win, to, with uh, Aaron Rodgers yeah. going, going down, looking like a team that could go ahead and battle, battle for the, uh, the division crown. And this is a team that the last couple of years has been 
in the playoffs. Um, they've been there. And we're talking without Megatron, without Calvin Johnson. They, they're, uh, they're good enough. And I think the league has become a league of parity to this point where any given Sunday, you know, that's an old cliche, but any given Sunday, any team can win. And um, we saw a Jacksonville team hang around, hang around. Then all of a sudden, the dam broke and they just took off. And they, they just completely destroyed that team. And I'm still going to go back to that, that loss. That was the, uh, the last loss, and hopefully that's going to be the last loss for a while. But I go back to that loss, Tony, against Jacksonville as being the linchpin and the turning point on the season so far. And I have a feeling that this team could really uh, get better from that. What are your thoughts? Well, yeah, I mean, um, look at how much better Bennett's played since since that game. Uh, he, he threw five picks in that game. I think he's he's thrown two since, and 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 one wasn't even his fault. And one to, uh, a few weeks, a couple weeks ago in Kansas City. And 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 as far as the defense. <laughs> How many how many yards on the ground have they given up since they gave up 231 to to Jacksonville? I don't even know if they've given up. I mean, I'm sure I'm exaggerating, but not much more than that over the last three games. And and how many times tonight during the broadcast did they mention the amount of of fourth quarter comebacks Matthew Stafford had last year? I think they said eight or nine. So I mean, we're talking about a quality opponent, and and maybe the best team that they've they've played this year, and. And well, I guess Kansas City, but still a really good opponent. And and you and you go on the road and and and, and you you beat him at the you beat him in the end. And you, you control the game from the very beginning. And you probably should have had a bigger lead, but that's been kind of the theme all year with the offense. And and you walk away with a win. You're 20 and 15. And and people keep talking about New England. Well, the great thing about getting a bye is you might not have to worry about New England if if things fall in place in the divisional round. So. They're they're in a, in a great place after after eight games. And, yeah, that's and, true. And, and crazy still... things do happen then in the divisional round. Um, right. uh, one quarterback that uh, we have not brought up that is looming um, not too far from now. I believe it's the 18th of November coming up. Um, the game there's the bye. Then there is uh, um, excuse me. There's uh, Indianapolis at Indianapolis. Then there's a home game on Thursday night against Tennessee. And uh, Marcus Mariota, I think, is becoming one of those guys that, I mean, we don't see a lot from right now um, because they're still um, middle-of-the-pack team, but that's a team that's getting better. That that guy, uh, we got exposed to him a couple weeks ago against the Colts on Monday Night Football, which but we still just don't get to see a lot of him. That guy's a special quarterback, too, and, uh, and uh, he could be possibly dangerous for him. So, um you just can't rest going forward, but you got to feel better that if you do your job, and I'm not, I know I'm taking a Bill Belichick phrase, but if you do your job, you should be fine. We're going to go back to the phones. Um, 646 has been waiting patiently for 21 minutes, so we're going to talk to you. Thanks for holding, and you are on the final score with Tony and Brian. What's up? Hey, fellas, this is Bryce calling from Brooklyn. There's Bryce. Hey, Bryce. How are you, my friend? Take us home. <laughs> How you guys doing tonight? Everything good? Oh, uh, you know we're awesome. we're feeling good. I mean, I can't complain. I mean, I think uh, if you've listened to what we've been saying, I mean, this is back to a bend don't break team. But 
um, when they're faced with adversity, they pull it together. I mean, Ben did it tonight with that plate of juju. Um, and that was all Ben from the beginning and all juju at the end. And I just have this feeling, Bryce, that this is more of a team of destiny than we thought. And it's so much more improved. This 3-1 and team is so much better than the 3-1 and team from the first quarter. What's on your mind? Ooh, yeah, a couple things. I've been listening um, to a couple of the callers. First off, let's, we talked about it last week. Let's tip our hat to that red zone defense. Outstanding. Oh, yeah. The red zone defense was outstanding. You know, and when you watch it from a football standpoint, this is why it's important. People don't talk about this enough. This is why it's important to be able to run the football in the red area. We'll flip it and talk about Pittsburgh in a second with that. But the Detroit Lions have the Detroit Lions have betrayed their quarterback, Matthew Stafford, by not committing to running the football. Um, you can win with that guy quarterback. He's one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Um, he can make the throws, but all of the pressure is on him to move the offense because they do not have a culture there that will consistently smack you in the mouth on offense and run the football. They were one-dimensional in the red zone, and that really, really led to their downfall because Pittsburgh was able to key in, get after them. They couldn't run it, and then they could focus on stopping the pass in the tight area, and they did excellent job in, in the red area. Um, Juju was phenomenal, did a great job with his role. He made a great play on the 97-yarder. He made a great move to beat the guy, then get skinny. Ben finally hit a wide-open guy, (laughs) which was a good throw on that play, and Juju did the rest. Um, So so a good job there. Um, I love the way we are playing complementary football somewhat in, in terms of special teams with Jordan Berry had a good game punting the ball defense making plays, um, and then the offense doing enough to move the football and win. Um, I'm excited about them going on the road and, 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 and getting the win. So, so that was good. Now, there are some things. You know, I picked this team to, to really be the team this year to get over the hump and go to the Super Bowl. But there are some things, you know, to Bruce's point, who called in from Virginia, that was, that was a great point. I'm actually going to agree with him and say – I didn't like the game that Keith Butler called overall because I think when you play these good quarterbacks, you're seeing too much predictable zone down in and down out with the same coverage. If you're going to bring Joe Hayden in and Artie's progressing, you know, you got Mike Hilton, you decided to go young at the slot corner, you got to mix up these coverages against these really good quarterbacks and play more man, get closer to these receivers, give you, give your guys a chance to make a play on the ball and, and, and not rely on Golden Tate just giving you a turnover. Can you create some turnovers? Um, too many times they were able to let these guys just drive and get anywhere in the zone, couldn't get the pressure, so he's just picking it apart. That kind of something I saw last year, and when you play the great Tom Brady and other great players, that's going to get you beat because they're going to be able to convert those and make some plays and get more points. So I want to see us do better there. Of course, in the red zone on offense, quite frankly, we have the yips. Um, it's in our head in terms of, you know, we, can't, we got the Hall of Fame quarterback. You can't hit wide open guys. Wide open guys are getting open. They're dropping footballs. It's, it's, they've got to just continue to work. They got the yips in the red zone. They've got the – I think they have to get back to being able to run the football in the red zone. Um, again, what something the Lions couldn't do. Look, you got this offensive line. You got Lev Bell. You've got to come up with some sort of 
any type of running game. I don't know if you're bringing out the Wildcat, or something, but you got to be able to do something to, to grind out the red zone so you're not just always 30 and in, go for the end zone. You to be able to get make up some of the different yards to get yourself in more manageable red zone opportunities. Um, so they got to continue to get better situationally, but the red zone defense really stepped up today. That was a great performance. I was very excited about that. Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with MyBookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. It's so hot outside. Time to go bowling. Stay cool at Bolero. With air-conditioned lanes, ice-cold beer, and a striking selection of signature cocktails. Roll in, chill out, and have fun. Visit Bolero.com for hours and weekly specials. You know, I, uh, I'm actually uh, coming around on what you're seeing. I originally... Uh, was excited about the game that uh, that uh, Keith Butler called, but uh, he gave me some perspective there, and uh, that's something. That's my knee-jerk reaction. I haven't gone back and looked at it again, and uh, that's uh, one of the things I don't get a chance to do until after the fact. And I listen to these calls, I'm like, hmm, maybe they're right. And then I go ahead and look at it, I'm like, yep, there you go. But uh, I, the one thing I did like that Keith Butler did, and I think you'll agree with me, Bryce, on this is the fact that he was sending guys from all over, and there was pressure from all over. And it just, uh, in those instances, um, he was a little more creative than he has been, um, especially in that first quarter of, of football um, of the season starting in September. So I, I did like some of the things. I, uh, I'll, I'll take, him away from, uh, take it away from being an A game to drop it down. But uh, I thought uh, there's some creativity there, and uh, those guys were really swarming, swarming like crazy. And this is a very fast defense um, from the front seven all the way to the uh, secondary. Yeah, I mean, to your point about the pressure, I do like the fact that they were – they were trying to bring guys from a lot of different places, but they really weren't get, when you watch the game, they really weren't getting home consistently. So what do you do? Maybe that means hey, bring them DBs up closer, get a jam on them. You rush a little bit more of a chance. You might have a better opportunity to rattle Matt Stafford and pick the blitz. Guys in the zone are getting anywhere they want because they're not getting pressed at the line, and then he's able to get the ball off. It's like you got to mix up. We we brought these secondary people in for the very reason. You know, you got Joe Hayden. Like you got the you got the Escalade or what have you, and you never drive it. <laughs> like you got to miss. You you brought him in for these situations. You're playing against one of the better quarterbacks 
pattern reading, man coverage, zone, two-man mixing it up. Don't let these guys get a read. Keith comes out and calls zone almost every play. They get a read. They start picking you apart. Now they're controlling the game. Now you're bending but not breaking. Instead of dictating to them, mixing up the coverages, like the Lions did to us, which Ben said in his press conference. That's what they did. He said, we saw a different difference every third down. Yes, because you've got to give yourself an opportunity to stay in the football game. With the talent Pittsburgh has on the back end, I want to see them take more chances in man coverage. They can do it, but yet they're still calling a lot of zone, down in and down out, against good to elite quarterbacks. There's still an opportunity for that to get you beat. Um, it didn't cost them the day because the red zone defense was outstanding. But, you know, they, I, I, there's going to have to be more if they want to win a championship. Too many things are happening in situational football where they can get taken advantage of. But today we celebrate 6-2 and two because I liked what they did and the plays they did make. They were boom and bust on boom or bust on offense. More boom than bust. Um, Juju was great. Uh, he really he really did really well today. They were able to get the run game going a little bit, um, but yeah. So uh, yeah, I just want to see more diversity in the coverages from Keith. Okay, so if we're if we're looking at uh, comfort level going forward, are you? Um, what are you thinking going forward? I'm, Talking going deep forward, even playoffs, even uh, Super Bowl, even Lombardi. Um, are you uh, thinking more Bradshaw? Are you thinking more Bubby? Where's your comfort level? Oh, no, no, no. I mean, oh, no, no, no. Ben Roethlisberger is still more Bradshaw. I mean, it's Ben Roethlisberger. He's got to play better. Missing too many, still missing on the road, continuing to miss too many wide open guys. Um, you know, you just got to continue, continue to practice it. I think the bye week will be good. You know, Ben, see, to me, Ben Roethlisberger, because he's an elite quarterback and a Hall of Famer, has never been just a game manager. He can make all the throws, and he's a playmaker. Um, he still gets, but he still, but now that you got the power running game, the way you do, you got this tailback. Ben is predicated on he loves that high yards per pass, get it in chunks. But you don't always have to do that. Like, granted, you got to hit the wide open guys, but you don't always have to do that. And moving forward, if they can just. If they can, you know, from a coaching standpoint, put the ego aside. I know they can get impatient. What is working? What do we need to really zero in on and continue to do better? And I think if they do that during the bye week, they get two weeks. They got the Colts coming up. That's a definite game they could lose because, because Pittsburgh loses these type of games on the road because of the things I'm talking about. <laughs> but if they can just play disciplined football, organize the offense better, Bring Martavis back into the fold. There's no reason why he can't get touches. Organize the offense. Put your ego to the side. <laughs> Organize the offense to the point where you can be very balanced, be very aggressive. Organize the passing game to where number two through number five, two, um, two through four can get targets other than A.B. who's the number one. They can be – this sky's the limit. Defensively, mix in more man coverage. Don't just be predictable in your pass coverage. I mean, the sky's the limit. This team can beat anyone. I got them going to the Super Bowl. Of course they can beat New England. But they got to go out and play very good situational football. They have to be better in the red zone offense, more consistent in the red zone defense, and better on third down. You got to do those things if you're going to move forward. I think they will. I think this team is going to be better at the end of the season than they are now. So I think uh, in a nutshell, I'm going to paraphrase what you're saying. This, this team needs to take some uh, advice 
from uh, 1990s, early 2000s, Dwayne The Rock Johnson and know their role and shut their mouth? <laughs> I don't mind. Listen, I don't mind the trash talk. Like, like Le'Veon talking to Joe Mixon, I love it. Oh, I, I love I, that. I, I think that's, oh, 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 yeah. 18 yards that. that's Joe all Mixon. Part of, 18 yards? Yeah. You, you, don't, you, don't get to, you don't get to talk about Love Bell. Oh, You're yeah. No I mean, I, I, Joe Mixon. Oh, yeah, I love I love that they're talking on Twitter. That's good. But they do need to go back and yeah, know their role in terms of, and look at the 2001 film with Cordell, heavy run team. I said this before, yet they still had 2,000-yard receivers and a guy with 100 catches. Like, organize the offense better. Go back to the lab. Do these things better. <laughs> like, it can be done. No excuses for this team. You got a Hall of Fame quarterback. I don't want to hear you can't get Martavis the ball. Do better. If I was Kevin Colbert, I tell you what, if I was Kevin Colbert, I'd be going down to Todd Haley and Mike Tomlin and Ben and say, know your role and shut your mouth. I got you all the talent <laughs> you need. Make it happen. <laughs> you know, uh, we need to wrap things up there, up here getting really late, so we appreciate you. But I have a, a real quick question for you. What is your – I mean, I've talked to you for almost every week for uh, two seasons now. What's your football pedigree? Have you ever coached on any level or have you played or – Oh, I, I played. I played in high school and college. Um, Where'd you play in college? I did, you know, pl- say it again. Where'd you play in college? Uh, I played at the University of Dayton in Ohio. Okay. What uh, what position? I was a tight end. Okay. Great. Great. Yeah. You know, yeah I know you know your I was stuff, a tight end. and so I mean, you know X's and O's like uh, like almost like nobody else had called in on the show. So I just wanted to know what your background was. Oh, I appreciate that. I mean, and just, you know, was really, really into it and, and, and really pushing to try to be the best player I could. So I watched a lot of football. And, you know, you, you watch a lot of tape. You're into the sport, you know, everyone. If you do that, you're going you're gonna to pick stuff up. And just speaking on what I, you know, what I see, I've coached some kids every now and then. So, but, yeah, just, you know, just coaching what I see. I mean, we all see it. We got we, – Steelers fans know their football for the most part, I would say. Uh, that they do, and, uh, and we are a very uh, spoiled bunch, and we should be because we've, we have been used to greatness. And uh, Bryce, thanks for everything. Tony, I, I'm going to finish this up with, with uh, finishing this thought. We are used to greatness, Tony. This is a team that, uh, you know, 8-8 eight and eight for a team like Detroit sometimes is fantastic. For a team like Cleveland, it's fantastic. For the Pittsburgh Steelers, it's Armageddon. So, uh, Tony, uh, let's wrap this up. Looking forward, what are your thoughts to close the show? Take care, guys. All right, thanks, Bryce. Bryce. Um, my thought is uh, like basically the theme of, of, of our show tonight is, is they're 6-2, and two, but you just have this feeling that they can get so much better, especially on offense, that there's so many points out there that they're, they're capable of, of, of getting in the second half, and I'm really excited. And as far as the defense, Bryce mentioned he brought up a lot of good points about about uh, you know playing a lot of zone against good quarterbacks and and with the, with these young with 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 uh, um, Artie Burns and now you have uh, Joe Hayden maybe that's their plan down the stretch is 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 to play more uh, man in the second half and and you have a game against New England in December maybe you know that game acts as I don't want to say a, a, a an exhibition game because it obviously wouldn't be it could be for the number one seed in the AFC but Maybe after that game, you have an even better idea of how to play the Patriots. 
And what I'm looking uh, for in the second half is just um, with five games at home, this offense just has to has to get better. You just you almost expect it to get better. And maybe starting two weeks in, in Indianapolis, I mean, Big Ben, he tortures the Colts. So if there's ever a game for him to really break out, we've been saying it for eight weeks, but maybe it's it's going to be against Indianapolis in two weeks. I'm really looking forward to that game because I think it could be a really great offensive performance for them in Indianapolis. That is very true. Now, I was uh, getting ready to close everything up, but uh, we do have another caller on hold. And uh, so we're going to go to 678-469. You're on the final score. Who's this? Hey, Brian Anthony. Man, I just slid in a home plate there getting in just before the show ended. I appreciate uh, <laughs> talking to you guys again. Nick from Marietta, Georgia. Hey, um, Nick. Good to hear from yeah, you. Yeah, you know, I'm listening online, and I'm sitting there at the previous caller, and that's exactly what I wanted to talk about was really the, um, you know, I went into this game. I heard the pregame shows. By gosh, they started four hours early today on some of the networks and stuff for the Steelers. And um, I heard nobody talk about it. And I'm sitting there thinking, as a Steelers fan, the number one thing I want to see is I want to see the first good quarterback versus this defense. And I'm – Man, I mean, I'm happy as hell. We got to win and stuff. I mean, yeah, it's great. Six and two, AFC leader. But let's, we've got to, you know, we've got to be realists here. And the one thing that's exactly true is that Steph, our strong arm guy, he's hitting that, those zone coverages again. And I just heard what the pre, you know, what your previous conversation was. Well, maybe we're waiting later in the season. But you guys are forgetting about the big quote from last year's loss against New England. Remember when Tomlin's questioned about the defenses and such, and he says, we stick, we stuck with the defensive plays and the, the game calling that got us to this point. And if we're going to sit there and watch all these games, we are all fooling ourselves to think that this team's going to change at the end of the year and in the playoffs and play more man, even though they promised that going into this season. I think it's, you know, I think we're kidding ourselves. Um, but being that I won't, you know, I won't kill this subject over and over and rehash what what the previous caller said. Um, the big thing here, I'm I'm kind of disappointed. It almost seems like we were trying to lose the game absent that long touchdown in the fourth quarter. Didn't like the play calling, and I especially did not like watching Anthony Chickarillo, bless his heart, uh, trying to pull you know back up uh, Watt. He did nothing, and uh, Arthur Moats backing up. I, I, I saw at least 10, 12 snaps. And where's James Harrison, who can manhandle a practice squad player he knows inside and out and maybe get to Stafford in the, at the end? I don't understand who's making these calls, and I'm going to ask both of you guys. Who makes – is it Mike Tamlin doing the snap counts, or is it the linebacker? Is it Joey Porter? I mean, or is it Keith Butler? Maybe there's a third guy. Who is telling – not allowing James Harrison to get in and be the backup, and we're watching 56 instead of 92. That's, uh, I don't know if I could answer that. Uh, um, I would assume that it's a combination of, uh, I, I would probably uh, take Porter out of that. I think uh, he's, uh, I don't think he's a decision maker as far as that goes. I think it's more um, a combination of Butler and Mike Tomlin, I am not completely certain on this, Nick. Uh, Tony, what do you mm-hmm. what do you got? As far as the snap count, I I, I would I would guess it's it's a, a combination of 
of the head coach, the the coordinator, and 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 the linebacker coach. I'm sure I'm sure they 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 they, they brainstorm on it every week. I mean, it would have to be a a, a committee kind of thing that, that you know that determine. As far as Harrison not getting in there tonight, I mean, uh, Stafford was getting uh, getting uh, the, rid of the ball so quickly. Uh, maybe maybe the plan it seemed to pl- anyway was for for Watt to drop in the coverage. Uh, more often than rush the passer, and, and 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 he certainly does that better than James Harrison. So maybe that's why Harrison didn't really get much of an opportunity to play tonight because he, he's certainly not as good in, in pass coverage as somebody like you know uh, like uh, T.J. Watt. And I will go ahead and mm-hmm. say this about uh, James Harrison not being in there. Um, James Harrison, even though he closed out um, games recently, especially against Kansas City with those sacks at the end. Um, James Harrison is probably one of the better against the run. And this is a team coming in that was 26th, um, the 26th yeah. best rushing team in the league. So seventh worst. Um, you really didn't even, you really weren't afraid of them running against you. And uh, I did not get a chance to get the totals because we went straight after, as soon as uh, the clock hit zero, we were on the air tonight. So um, yeah. So I haven't had a chance to look at stats completely tonight, and I'll break well, it down watch, like I like to. But uh, I was going to say, watch that fourth quarter though. The best runs they did have was in the fourth quarter, and that's one of the things I was thinking about too. I was saying, well, if the guy's not going to be fooled on these things, plus he has a chance to manhandle our former practice squad guy, it's James. Why isn't he there? And I keep seeing Chickarillo to keep trying an outside swim move. And if they did have success in that fourth quarter, you'll notice that Chick Roll was pretty far outside. I just have to think a veteran knows that, recognizes it, and puts an end to it a lot quicker than the guy who was playing tonight. That that was my point. So. Yeah, no, I, I will give you that. And I'm just not sure uh, what the thought process is. But um, with – in game, it might be uh, it might be a combination of both. I don't think Joey has much in game um, as far as the decision making goes. Um, I would think that it's mostly Butler and with uh, Mike Tomlin putting his two cents in, but uh, I don't know exactly what's going on on the sidelines in game. But with that being said, thank you so much, Nick. We Great show, guys. We love hearing from you. And we expect to hear from you uh, after the bye. We're not going to have a show next week. There will be no Steeler final score because the uh, final score next week at this time will be 20-15, to 15, Pittsburgh over Detroit. <laughs> so with that being said, um, Tony, you already, you already had a chance to wrap it up. You're looking forward to uh, the, the bye, I know that. And uh, you're looking forward for us uh, smiling after the Indianapolis game. Is that correct? Oh yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty confident about that game. That's 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 not the that's not gonna be the usual trap game. I mean, I'm not gonna guarantee it, but I, I feel pretty good about that game. Yeah, I, I really uh you know, I uh I'm going to go ahead and say, yeah, I agree with all the concerns. Um we just want this team to we want the best from this team and uh we wanna see them go that extra level and go that progression. And that progression is saying a trip to the Super Bowl. If you look at uh the years from fourteen, fifteen, sixteen where they they just went one step higher each time. So the next step is the Super Bowl and uh we have one half of the season in and so far it's looking pretty good. We can't rest on our laurels. We just know that this is the kind of team this is a good second half team. 
Mike is a Mike Tomlin is a very good second half coach. They do not wither. In fact, they get stronger, and uh, we have seen that uh, in recent years. But this is a uh, I, I think this is just a better team than they had even last year in the team that went to the AFC Championship game. It's so much stronger. That what they do need to do is get smarter. And that's possible. Um, down the stretch, it's easier to get smarter than it is dumber, actually. And I think uh, they actually will down the stretch. So with that being said, for Tony DeFeo, for FrankWalkerLaw.com, I'm Brian Anthony Davis from Behind the Still Curtain. It's the Steelers' final score, and it was a good one, 20-15, to 15, the Steelers over the Detroit Lions. We won't see you next week. We will see you in two weeks when the Pittsburgh Steelers travel for their sixth road game of the season already. Six road games and uh, only two to go after uh, two weeks from now. So that's pretty exciting when they play the Indianapolis Colts. So we will see you next time. God bless and thank you, Steeler Nation. We love you. There's a time and a place for black and white, like when you're learning to play piano, or when you want a big two-toned cookie, or when shopping for a pet zebra. But if you want to attract customers, there's no room for black and white, so go to Staples. Staples specializes in bold, hard-to-miss color printing. And now at Staples, get 20% back in rewards on color printing, from banners to brochures and copies to presentations. Print more color, save more money at Staples. In-store only. Ends 11 10, 18. Restrictions apply. See store associate or staples.com slash 20 back for details. Hi, I'm Karis Fisher. I want to tell you about another podcast you should check out. It's called Recode Decode. Every week I talk to tech and media's key players about how they're changing our world. I interview tech executives like Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, political figures like Hillary Clinton, and media personalities like John Carreyou, who literally wrote the book on Theranos. Once again, the name of the show is Recode Decode, hosted by me, Kara Swisher. You can find it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. See you there.